What's up in the legal tech world? Find out in the Lex Factor briefs. Quick hits on the latest happenings in the industry and discussion from your Lex Factor hosts around their potential impacts on business. Feed your brain and empower your firm at the same time. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Lex Factor Briefs, where we talk about one of the top news topics of the week. And this week, we are talking about ransomware. And so, as always, our co-host today is Mr. Brad Pauble. Brad? Hello, everybody. Love uh, Cybersecurity Month, talking about cybersecurity. Absolutely. And this topic, ransomware, there was an article in Legal Tech News earlier this week talking about ransomware. To pay or not to pay is not the question. A little Shakespeare with our (laughs) legal tech discussion today. Us in the IT world love Shakespeare when we uh, (laughs) mix it with IT. It's great, let me tell you. (laughs) An article in Legal Tech News this week, again, the article's headline was ransomware, to pay or not to pay is not the question. So um, ransomware uh, has come a long way since, you know, back in the late 80s, 1989 to be exact, with uh, regard to the AIDS Trojan ransomware that was distributed by Diskette. I have not heard that term. Diskette, yes, that's quite some time. Because that's the three by five, or yeah. There, there was three by five. There was, uh, I believe, five by nine. Yeah. Copies. yeah. Distributed by diskette, it, it encrypted the file names and directories of its victims. So then ransomware demands have also come a long way. So the AIDS Trojan attack demanded $189 for the decryption key. Not very much. No, even in $1989, $189 isn't a lot. But fast forward over 30 years later, Ransomware demands have now topped $12 million. Yep. It's gone up quite a bit. I think that's outpaced the rate of inflation. If you want me to <laughs> just, just a little just bit. Just a little, yeah. yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> so getting into the crux of the article, again, it asks more or less, is there a reason to pay or what are the reasons to pay? So when you pay a ransom, what what exactly are you getting for that ransom? Sure. So when you pay a ransom... Uh, what they're giving you is a key. So really, let's go into what a ransomware attack does. It really goes out, it finds files, and it, it encrypts them. It encrypts them so that you can't see them, you can't use them, you can't do anything with them. So what you're really paying for is that specific key to unlock them and be able to perform operations as usual. The key, though, that I want to kind of bring up here, and I, I know you didn't ask this specifically, but it's it's important to understand a couple things. One, if it was truly just a ransomware attack or if it's also going to be taking some of your information. If it's both sides, you have to be very careful with that because not only is your files encrypted, but they've also taken your information. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you have the tools and processes in place to understand did information leave your network, leave mm-hmm. your systems, or is it a ransomware? It's big discussion on whether you should pay that ransom or not and where to go from there. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, it's important to understand, do you have a backup? Did you back up your files? Did you mm-hmm. put them somewhere that is not currently encrypted that you could restore from and return to business quickly? Those are all factors that you need to take into consideration in determining what your next steps as an organization need to do. So is it, is it fair to say, as a, for a follow-up question, so whatever the ransom is, let's say you, you pay that ransom, then you're given access back to the information that was, I want to say stolen, but taken from you and 
uh, the access was taken away from you, paying that ransom then gives you, they give you access back to the information, but they still have that information. Right, right. That's always a factor. So, you know, ransomware attacks, the majority right now are not taking your information. They're making millions off of just giving you that encryption key. However, you can never be, you can ever say 100% in security. Mm -hmm. There's always something. There's always an opportunity. There's always something that the information may be taken there. You know, you have to be sure. And so what you need is that qualified team, qualified people that really go in and determine, hey, yes, it's encrypted. Was it taken? And then what are your next steps? It's it's a very tricky situation to be in, and it's crippled many organizations. Uh, I think, uh, not to quote specifics from uh, recent uh, metrics, but I believe 95% of all medical industries have been, right. the information has been stolen from them. Um, so it's you know, it's, it's a big problem. And information is, you know, they translate that information into dollars. That's another great segue from Brad. Just because you pay that ransomware, you may still have to take extra steps beyond that. And there may be dollars uh, associated with those next steps. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely. And it's, and you can't forget about brand. Mm -hmm. Literally, this will ruin a brand of an organization if, if that gets out. You're, you know, just we were talking about regulations in previous podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's important to note that if there's any type of breach, in many cases, you have to inform those individuals that were a part of that breach. So, you know, when you get a ransomware attack, determining whether information was taken is so important because it allows you to understand what are the next steps. Do you have to notify everybody? Uh, Where does it go next? Mm -hmm. You know, what are the chances? Can you prove that nothing was taken? Can you you actually see it? There's just so many factors that go into play when a, 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 for a ransomware attack. And I think, and I think, I guess the term I was, <laughs> I should have said earlier was remediation expense. Mm-hmm. Those next steps. Oh yeah. Re, the remediation expenses, you know, there's, there could be additional hard or soft costs remaining. And so, and it, it's conceivable that those costs could dwarf the actual outlay of money, the ransom that was paid just to get access back to that information. Right. Get it restored back up and running. Everybody access to it. It's, it's important. And, you know, it also is a scary situation, Randy, because you also have to therefore make sure they're out of your systems. And that's so important. The average hacker or bad actor sits inside of a system for six months on average before detection and that's that's a very scary metric. So that means they're lurking. They're just right. kind of right there. So that's why you have to be preventative and put preventative measures in place to help uh, make sure you catch this before they encrypt your files or before they take that next negative step towards you and it becomes impactful. And that's part of that whole remediation process, correct? You have mm-hmm. to, I'm going to say scrub, but you can go back into that information and and try to locate if they're still inside in, inside that data or inside right. Are they system. calling from inside the server? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you have to make sure. You have to really understand how did they get in, what methods did they use, shut those vectors down to make sure that they can't come back that way, and then remove them from the system. It's a difficult method. It's many times turns into a multi-month year uh, investigation and, you know, to just take your system back and all of the information. It's it's quite a bit of work. That's why, you know, it's just like insurance. You know, you buy it, but then, you know, you're waiting for that accident to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it covers you. In security, 
you have to buy that insurance and whether that and I'm not talking about cybersecurity insurance, but actually paying to, you know, have a firm or have somebody that has that knowledge to really be on your side to help you put those precautions in place to really help and prevent this from occurring. And uh, Randy, one of the things I like to leave with people, too, is a lot of the ransomware attacks, a lot of many of the other malware attacks it really comes from the user base of the you know the firm the attorney the the individual using the pc wherever it may be clicking on a fish it is as mm-hmm. simple as that and providing credentials so we just always have to be mindful of that it's scary and in not just this article that we were discussing but there was also something on uh, cnn earlier this week about foreign entities mm-hmm. for lack of a better term hacking into election systems around the country. Right. With regard to that specific topic, they weren't sure what information, and this, and this has to do with voter information, voter registration information. Some of that information is public, but they weren't sure at that time what information was touched. They mm-hmm. just know that someone got inside. And so now, just as Brad was explaining, now they're having to go through the, rem- the remediation Right, and investigation and understand. You know, uh, not to take the topic more broadly, but uh, cybersecurity has been weaponized across many different countries to really collect that information. It's it's a multi-billion dollar, multi-trillion dollar industry Mm -hmm. and just business to collecting information, selling information. But then when you also go beyond that, you know, into the government side of things as well. It's, it is actually a very scary, and I, I don't mean to scare people, <laughs> situation, but there are ways to put precautions in place. Right. There are ways that you can help to prevent this, and education and talking about it is very important. Right, exactly. So we're in Cybersecurity Month, October Cybersecurity Month. Mm-hmm. There is there's probably a ton more information and topics out there uh, that we we encourage any listener of the Lex Factor briefs to research whether it's home or business, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, exactly, and because data is king in in this technological age. And so, for this, that brings us to the end of this edition of Lex Factor briefs. I'm Randy Shorefide, and I'm Brad Pobble, and we ask you to come back again for the next episode of the Lex Factor briefs. Also, look for us on iTunes or Spotify or even on our website at lexiconservices.com or wherever you get your podcast. Listen, like, and subscribe to not just Lex Factor Briefs, but the Lex Factor Podcast. And if you have a question, send it to us. Just go to the Contact Us portion of our website. Again, lexiconservices.com. Send us a question. We'll answer it on air. And we hope you join us again for the next episode of Lex Factor Briefs. I want some questions. That would be great. It Read would, them on air. Exactly. It would be nice, whether it's one or it's 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 ten. Please send us a question. We uh, we want to hear from you. So, until next time, thank you so much, and have a good day. Thanks for tuning in to the Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business, so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.